going on, everybody? You're listening to another episode of Loud About Nothing. It's me, your boy, the fucking hottest dude in the podcast game, Sebastian Canelli. And as always, we got the cute boy here himself, Robbie Boy. Robbie, say hello to the beautiful What's people. What's going on, beautiful people? I'm excited. Very excited. We got a good guest today. We got yeah. a man with stories, a man that's lived a life, and I fucking love that. That's the type of people I like to hang out with. I, I know. I don't like to hang out with fucking losers. Yeah. They go, well, what, what, what'd you do? I was into board games. No, that's not what I like. <laughs> this guy's a fucking dude. He's literally a comedian, a filmmaker, a fucking amazing filmmaker, and more importantly, the most important of them all. A man I call my friend, Anthony Sneed. <laughs> oh, my God. What's up, bro? You got to edit out the comedian. I wouldn't associate myself with that. I, I said it to make you feel good. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I taught you comedy, so yeah, let's say it. I mean, what, so I'm a comedian? You, your film's a comedic. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what do yeah. we, yeah, you might as well just say comedian. Yeah, but that, there's like, people think it's like a stand-up thing, right? Even I get insecure about saying comedian. Yeah, right? And what do I do? What do I, I, people ask what I do. What would you say I do? You just yell really loud. Thank you so much. <laughs> all right, let's get to it. Robbie, why do you have Vaseline yeah, all yeah. over your fucking body I today? Have, not yeah. all over my body, all my lips. Okay, but like the I question was, is why, who uses Vaseline? Yeah, I was advised that was a thing to use. By who? By a, my friend who is a hot girl. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, this is, I, I. For what Seek though? cosmetic for like I was like chapstick, Burt's Bee. Like what? Are, what are you supposed to be doing on the mm. lips to keep them hydrated? This was like during ski season when uh-huh. I was getting cold sores, and I was like, "What should I be using?" And she was like, "Vaseline, Old Faithful. It's still is still good to use." I actually do know a girl that Vaseline's her face at nights. Vaseline's the entire face. It's like keeps in the moisture overnight. Interesting. I can't use Vaseline after the Ice Cube song, No Vaseline. No Vaseline. <laughs> what do you do? You look like you're I about 23. Yeah. I'm, I'm 38. I use <laughs> he this. Lo- he looks use, like he's 23. I use I Carmex SPF 15 strawberry. What about the rest of the face? What What's going on with this? Yeah. yeah. Do you get what Botox, you Sneed? I got Botox before. See? Yeah. yeah. Okay. This is Botox nice. Before. But like. You fast. I don't fast. You really? Mm, not really. By accident. I mean, I think no. Sometimes I'll I'll go with I'll go to like lunch to like I'll, I'll eat my first meal one. Yeah. Okay. All right. But know. you you have a skincare routine that you do on your face. Yeah, yeah. for sure. It's, and it's like really rudimentary. It's just astringent, with like a pad. Oh, every night. I've used it at your house. Yeah, it's the best. I used to shower every day in his jacuzzi. In his jacuzzi? <laughs> yeah. You would okay. shower? I would get naked would and stand. A... Yeah, I would oh. stand in his jacuzzi and shower with, with, not with him, but. You almost said with him. <laughs> no, Sometimes I you would, would there be you know, like a shower head in his jacuzzi? You know, he'd be like, he'd be like, uh. hey, Anthony, come here for a second. He'd be standing there like naked. I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? 100% he's walked in a couple of times me standing naked in a jacuzzi. I needed a towel or something. It was like, it's like the copper tone baby. Just like. <laughs> With like a lot more awareness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Except I am the dog pulling my ass out. You know. Yeah. I used to. I always. I always wanted to take a bath in your jacuzzi. Do you know that? Everyone says that. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, do you use it? And I'm like, no, I don't. That's really disappointing. What do I have to do to bring a girl over to the jacuzzi in your house? Oh. Oh, just when you're gone, let me jacuzzi in your house. Oh, I'm gonna be. I'm still gonna be there. You're, yeah. you're still gonna be there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. You get jacuzzi in my place one Can time. Can jacuzzi? I'm gonna hook up. You get it. a girl though. I got to see her first. You got eats <laughs> <laughs> her above. No, <laughs> I got to make sure she's real. Oh, <laughs> my own Jesus! The kids hit me with shots. <laughs> shots. Sebastian is like. There's like three people in this world that treat me the way Sebastian does, and it's like this guy Gabe. He works for Vice. Uh, uh-huh. I've known him for years. Yeah. Sean Hart. Uh-huh. And you like <laughs> I can't be myself without getting like it's like a roast I all the time. Well, I mean, right before the podcast, the kid goes, I don't drink coffee. And they go, so what do you do? He goes, nah, I don't drink coffee. Not for years. I go, oh, really? He goes, yeah, I do a shot of espresso every morning. What are we talking here, Sneed? That's coffee in the morning. It's a cocoa. I have bean. a question. I have a question. Questions allowed. Is, is the is the you're saying it's coffee? Yes. And it's in the sense of like you would drink a cup of coffee. Yes. You drink a cup. You see, it's a shot. So I think it's different. You haven't seen how thick my throat oh, is. Oh, is it interesting? Is coffee the cocktail to a shot is an espresso? 
Yes, that's it. A Great. coffee is a beer. So he's an espresso saying, is a he's shot. Not yeah, saying, I don't. Drink. I don't do the the caffeine. Yeah. He's uh, not saying I don't. I don't do anything derived derived from a cocoa bean. He's just saying I don't drink cups of coffee. You don't drink beers. You drink shots. I've never had a beer in my life. You've Shut never had a beer up. in your life. No. Are you gluten free or no, no? No. That's where the skin is coming in. Maybe I never smoked that a cigarette. Be. You've never smoked a cigarette. No. So you've smoked though a cigarette, other stuff, weed. That's not what we're talking about. <laughs> this is literally why you just, you just set yourself up and you fell in your own trap. I did. I fucked myself on that one. Yeah. I fucked myself. No, 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 no. I, I, I've smoked a cigarette. Have you smoked a cigarette, Rob? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A few times. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's gross. I don't yeah, understand. Anyone I honestly learned how to inhale things I smoke recently. So I, I actually smoked the first cigarette that I've actually like inhaled uh, recently, and it was very harsh. And I was like, this is horrible. Did you do it again after? It no, no, fun? I haven't done it. Oh, it makes me so nauseous. It literally makes me so yeah, sick of cigarettes. It was not enjoyable. You ever smoke a cigar though? Yeah. That's fun, isn't First it? First one I ever smoked was, you know George Romero, the filmmaker? Of course. You know Tina, right? Yeah, I know yeah, Tina. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so they're like, that was the initiation. Tell everyone who George is if they don't know. Uh, George Romero is a film director who like did Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Creep Show. Like, oh, wow. A, go a god of horror. Yeah, oh, for sure. The godfather of horror, people might for say, sure. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I remember because- I never met him, but I know Tina. No, no, Tina's oh, yeah. like my sister. She actually lives right around here. Oh, does she? I bumped into her a couple of times, She's... but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, so, you know, I had this cigar and it was like, it, it you don't really inhale, so it's it's so different. It's a, But you're yeah. in a room with everybody else smoking, so you are inhaling. Yes. It, which yeah, is yeah. weird. You know why cigars and energy? Yeah. It's like it makes it makes you feel a type of way. I'll never know what it's like to put on lingerie, but I imagine it's a similar feeling for a man smoking a cigar. It gives you it makes me feel uh, sexy. It makes me feel like hmm. large in a good way. I would actually probably enjoy putting on lingerie. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I remember when I was a kid, like okay. my mom had silk underwear and I was just like that, that material was like such a turn on at like three. Yeah. So you think you would feel, <laughs> feel I'm watching the light. just said he got turned on by his mom's underwear. Yeah. yeah oh, come on. Oh, we're yeah, going to yeah. all deny the Freudian shit? Come on. Come on. <laughs> Robbie, are you denying Freud? Are you denying Freud? <laughs> I don't think I've ever been turned on by my mom's underwear. Uh, yeah, it, it didn't not. matter that it was my mom's. Yeah, it yeah, was, yeah, it yeah, was yeah, just yeah, like yeah, this yeah, material yeah, that yeah. was like, yeah. it was Amazing. A good, it felt nice Dude, against the skin. I've got to turn on from like underwear, for sure. When I like was walking at Target, I'm like, if it's been oh, a minute. Oh yeah. If it's been a minute. Let's just get ahead of it. Mannequins are hot as fuck. Yeah. Mannequins are very hot. Mannequins, I did, yeah, I did. A, my first short film at school was about a mannequin, actually. And what happened? It was about a guy who sees his ex-girlfriend in a mannequin. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely who been died. people that. Who died. Oh, she oh, died. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Uh, so it was like me. Uh, you know, dealing with the tonality of the film, yeah. I didn't really like, I didn't nail it. You okay. know, yeah, it was yeah. like the funny part was like too funny. And like the serious, you're like, do I feel sad for this guy? Like, I didn't really get a chance to go there because it was a short. Sure, 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 sure. But, um, but yo, when I was seven years old, okay, I have a life of like doing shit that's like crazy. Okay. Yeah. Right. Like, you know this. When I was seven years old, we went to Steinbeck's in New Jersey with my mom. She'd be shopping. And I stole all the photos, the tags of the, the girls in the bras and the underwear. <laughs> and I went back home and I made a collage art and I hung it up in my room. I mean, you're an artist. And my mom caught, my mom caught me. Could she get mad or? She, I think she got mad to me, but I think she was like laughing to her, like everyone and like her friends and shit. Yeah, yeah, I still yeah. have it. You do? I got the, yeah. I, you I, do a nostalgia jerk every so often. Yeah, of course. No, of course. I don't do that. <laughs> you don't do a nostalgia jerk? You should. To the, no, I don't, no. Every, no. once a year I jerk off to Carmen Electra. You do? <laughs> Keep it fresh? For a nostalgia jerk. Carmen Electra? Or, wow. or the woman from I Deep Throats. <laughs> What's oh that? my God! Heather Brooks, Heather Brooks, look at me right. Heather Brooks got your boy acting like a oh, slut. I don't even know that. You oh, know who oh this my. is? Oh, I know who this She's is. She's a throat this goat. Is, this is early. <laughs> it was great because LimeWire days. LimeWire yeah, days. Absolutely. It was great. It was early. You know, I can't even remember. I cannot remember how we watched porn in the two thousands. I don't remember. 
before like the YouTube stuff, yeah. like the porn. I don't even watch porn. porn like whatever. I watched yeah, one yeah. of them. X tube, hamster, X, whatever. X, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. How did we watch porn? We downloaded it and we watched the same. But video how did over we know where where what was out? Like what did how did we do it? We would just hear lore from one person to another. I would about watch like previews of websites. I would know websites. Oh, and then there would be like thirty second yeah. previews. I completely forgot about previews. Yeah, and you would there be videos or they're coming soon, and you would, I would watch like a two minute preview. It was a compilation of what's, yeah, yeah, what's to yeah, come. yeah, yeah. So what's interesting, what I've noticed is that this new generation, like Generation Z or whatever it is. The, especially the girls, they're like really sex savvy in a sense. Like the girls that are having sex now that are coming up are like, they're going to like harder S&M shit right away. I was talking to this girl I knew and she's like, I saw my first like hardcore porn at like six on the internet. It was a pop-up by Jesus accident. Jesus Christ. Oh wow, that's so wild. Like yeah. every girl, like not, like not every girl, but I think at least from now, now versus like 15, 20 years ago, the majority of girls that are into like harder S&M stuff, like choking, spanking, slapping, all that kind of stuff, spinning, uh -huh. whatever it is, yeah. they request it way more like unprompted. And I'm like, whoa, this is like- It's actually open and sexually fair. You know, I think well, it's I, nice. Actually. No, I think it's cool. It's, a, it's yeah. a lot more mature as opposed to like, you go to a different country, it's like you turn on the TV, it's like there's like regular porn and no one that makes a big deal about it. And that was, is, you think the generation coming up now is gonna I feel think like so that. too. I think it's just a religion, like uh, like religion, religion, Catholicism and yeah. like, and, and, and the mafia, those are things we don't deal with as much as we used to deal with 30 years ago. They had such a stronghold over the city. Yeah. And like the world in the country. Yeah. Like, you think the mafia was anti-sex? Uh, I think in that they, way. I, I think it, well, I think it's like anything. It's like they'll do it, they'll do it, and then they'll just atone for it. Yeah. yeah and yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Also, they benefited from holding, from making it a wrong thing. The mafia benefits uh, from making anything illegal, illegal. or wrong. Yeah. They loved when liquor was illegal. Yeah. Anyone that, the, that's how the mafia became who they are is through prohibition. It wasn't 100%. like make something illegal. The, the uh, people go, great. That's more business for me. Yeah. The underground. Uh, that's actually what I think. I, I genuinely believe that this whole fucking the, uh, the, the Supreme Court abortion situation a topic, which a topic we <laughs> you, you guys have gotten into this we no, just we no, just no. think it's wrong we, we've mententioned that we, yeah of course yeah, it's yeah, wrong yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's no question but i think the real reason is that there's more bodies for war interesting because no one because there's not enough kids being born because because why would you think think about who's having babies right people that are going to probably vote not republican so why would you want like why would you want these babies so much we don't got that many we're not manpower who's signed up for war i don't know no, not me. I don't know. I'm I'm pro choice and I'm anti war. But I was listen. I was riding. On, I was riding down. <laughs> I was riding down Kent the other day, and this guy. I was like going fast. I didn't want to hit the brakes, and like the light turned red. But it was it was I was good. And the guy's like, "Hey man, it's a fuck. It's a fucking red light." And he's like holding the toddler, and I was like, "Yo, chill." And then he was like, "Yo, tell me to chill." And I was like, "I'm not gonna get off this bike." But that's the kind of fights that we're getting into in New York City, whereas like 20 years ago. You know, when I first moved to the city, it was like the Wild West. It was crazy. How was it crazy back then? It was like the, you know, when you go to like um, Flatiron area or like like 28th, and you see like a lot of the dudes selling like illegal purses and shit. Mm -hmm. That was everywhere. Interesting, dude. I went to Canal Street the year after 9/11, and I'm, I remember when like 50 Cent mixtapes were happening. I I bought this is the most American thing I've ever seen. There was a lighter. I bought it. Uh -huh. Of course, I bought it of the Twin Towers, and it said, never forget, and it had the one Twin Tower exploded, uh, like 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 on fire, and then the the plane going into the next one, when you hit the button, the LED light, like uh, in the flame, and then the plane would go off, and I was, this was less than a year what? after. The most American thing ever. The, yeah, they were making money off of. The most American thing, like commodifying on it. On the side it of a lighter, yeah. <laughs> on the side of, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> God, I wild. wish I had it. I wish That's I still wild. had it. Yeah. Wild. Have you found it on? Is do, do I tried to find it. it. Yeah. No, I can't. Find you it. so people don't know, but you have like a, a long history of being an art. You were a street artist for a long time. No, I mean I was in that world because a lot of my friends were in that world. But I started doing. You made pieces, right? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. but not so much outside. Like, yeah, I did do some stuff outside, but I wouldn't call myself a street artist. And cool. I think that that was like, you know, knowing where you fit in, like. All my people that I was friends with and all the galleries that I showed at were all street art galleries, but uh -huh. I wasn't a street artist. 
you wouldn't go outside and do it. It's more on canvas. Yeah, not stuff. really. I would do. I, I did a couple murals for sure, but I wouldn't say I'm a street artist. Well, like, you but you would do controversial stuff like that, like like pieces like that must have inspired your arts. He has one that's like a video game piece. It looks like a old Nintendo kind of blocks. Right, that was a whole body of work. It was all like pixelated eight bit, yeah. and, and it would be like one of JFK's assassination. Yeah, it was like JFK's assassination. The first time I came over his house, he has a six foot painting of JFK's assassination on his wall. Oh, it's like nine feet. Nine, nine feet. feet. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> well, it's called JFK the game, and then I'll have like this, like part of the the lighter philosophy of like branding it or like selling it. So it say JFK the game, and it'd be like mind blowing fun. Yes, you know, yeah, like, yeah, like that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. wow. So it's like a commentary yeah, yeah. Like, on like yeah, yeah. I did Brokeback. That first painting I did was Brokeback Mountain the game, which I think is is a beautiful painting, and it's like Brokeback Mountain one on one action. Like that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. but I did the nine eleven piece. That was a big piece for me because I actually didn't brand it. It was called before and after. That was that that piece. That's what it was called uh -huh. because so many people kept referring to it like it feels like a movie. Like we're so saturated with media that the first thing we related to is is a movie, right? We're like it's so weird how we see things. So yeah. I thought it'd be interesting to put it, you know, put that spin on it and put it in like a pixelated eight bit you know, uh, painting and that, and, and I don't have to brand it. Like, sure. you know, I'm actually thinking about coming back and doing more of those, more of those pieces, but I want to do it. I'm trying to figure out how to do it with, I've realized that, um, native basket we weaving, native weaving is original pixelation. And oh. I want to combine the two so oh. that it has a woven feeling over a, a picture. Oh, that's it. Anthony uh, is native for people that don't know out there. Yeah, and I'm Cherokee. So I'm, I'm quarter Cherokee. I'm enrolled with the Eastern Band of uh, Cherokee Indians. Yeah. And that, that's a big part of my culture and like and what I do also as a filmmaker. Sure. So Like how I talk about being a scumbag Italian on here a lot. <laughs> Anthony uh, relates. Are you Italian? Shut up. Yeah, I am. Are you Swedish? Yeah, I'm half Swedish. Don't, Swedish. We don't talk about that on the podcast. No, you're supposed to. Your mom wants oh, you to talk more. Oh, my mom yelled more. at me. She wants him to talk more. Your mom is You're insane. more Swedish than Italian. <laughs> yeah. My mom goes, she goes, I'm disgusted with the pot. I go, why, mom? What's the matter? What's the matter? She goes, you're out here telling people you're more Italian than Swedish. She goes, I'm 100% Swedish. Your father? Barely Italian. Wow. That's no, he's, is he really barely no, Italian? No, no, he's Italian, but Italian. she says that to be mean. Uh, she says that to get under my skin. That she knows bothers me. But 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 there is something true about that. I wish that I was more Cherokee than I am. I'm that's being brutally honest. Sure, I'm not, it's, like it's who you identify is, with, yeah, right? Like like what part of your upbringing, your culture, were you most uh, like yeah. attracted to? It's interesting because when I'm here. Mm -hmm. I want to be more like I want to be more Cherokee. Yeah. Right. But when I'm there, I'm very happy with who I am because um, historically people like me really served a good function for our tribes. So, like we were kind of like the conduit between the white world and, and indigenous. world. Yes. Right? They needed someone that was a white passing to be able to be out there like yeah. in the regular. The, the whole reason. Outside the reservations. Yeah. So there's three Cherokee tribes, um, two in Oklahoma, Cherokee nations in Oklahoma. They have like 160,000. Uh, enrolled members we have about sixteen thousand. we're in the western mountains of north carolina uh -huh. like literally on the border of tennessee and um the whole reason we're still there is because the trail of tears we're like very rebellious and we like retreated to the mountains to our homeland and basically we're like fighting off the government for many years and we actually had a white guy that was was raised up there who became a lawyer and was the guy who basically got us to be able to stay there oh my god yeah so it's like, you know, if we never white person help us, we probably wouldn't be there. They probably would have kicked us out at some point. And that's someone using their privilege to help you. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. What do you mean? That's exactly I mean, what that it is. is. A little, yeah, white yeah, yeah, savior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was white Cherokee. savior, but, but yeah. it helps you yeah. in the long run. Privilege is such a loaded word for me. I think about it all the time. Do you? Yeah, I think about it all the time because it's like, I mean, you have hot privilege. I got hot privilege. You're hot. Oh, Anthony, you're a piece and a half. I've jerked off to you. The idea of your face. What are you talking about? That chin? No, hold on. Hold I mean, on. you look like you're 23. Let's yeah, go, what are you talking You look like you're a 23-year-old boy this. band member. Control this back. When did you jerk off to me? Yeah, no, I never jerked off to you, but I, I, I hypothetically, I, I, shut up. Don't you dare. I, I'm speaking of hyperboles, okay? Over here. You're a piece. You, and you know this. You, I don't think so. You See, don't think you're... Oh, uh, shut you don't up. Think you're, no, don't you, you don't dare. Think so? No. 
I hate you. Uh, I hate you. You don't drink coffee and you're not a piece, Anthony. <laughs> no one's gonna believe you. Say you're a piece. I don't think I'm a piece. You've got wait, here's how I'll tell you how I know you're a piece. You told me a story once that you were on the subway, you made eye contact with the girl, and you were fucking minutes later. Minutes or minutes an hour. Later? You said literally you got off the train by your house and then you went straight to your apartment and started having sex. I don't remember that. I remember it. But I will I would I will say something similar to your you know argument is that I met a girl on the plane, airplane. Okay. Who was sitting in the aisle and I was sitting in the window, no one was between us, and it ended up it was an overnight flight from San Francisco to New York. Okay. And I ended up getting a blowjob in the seat. You just heightened my story. You literally heightened. No, 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 no. That's not the story I'm thinking. I'm thinking the story that you two were on a cruise ship, just the two of you. <laughs> no, bro. Yeah, you're a piece. cruise ship. There's I'm no high. hot people there. Yo, no, you are right. No, you're right. I'm playing. Clip it. I'm playing. You hear it in carnival. You are a circus. I'm playing. I'm playing. Oh my. Wow, you, you got head on a plane from a stranger? Yeah. How exciting is that? Let, how exciting is that for you? What was the small talk that you said before? Oh, I was. This is when I was like, I first got into riding motorcycles, and I had a barber jacket. I know you're about to see the motorcycle thing. No, I had yeah. a barber jacket, which is like a traditional, like, like you like a uh, London style jacket. I will say this: waxed. when you, when you get into this stuff, you get very nerdy about it. you. Become, I'm a nerd. Yes, you're a nerd when it comes to hot boy shit. Hot boy shit. I'm a nerd for everything though. You just talked about you no. only choose hot boy stuff. No, not hot boy shit. No. There's so much nerd stuff. Dude, I play chess like religiously. So is Howard Stern, the hottest boy of the hots. Howard Stern's a beast. Yeah. He's um, a beast at chess. He's a beast at chess. I also think it's good for your mind and you care about shit like that. I, do. I know some hot boys that play chess. Yeah. There's, there's some hot girls that play chess. Yeah, you yeah. You gotta yeah. tell me the Queen's Gambit. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the, the Botez sisters are they're like they're stunningly beautiful and they're yeah. like really great chess players. And it's like, cool. So you're, so you, you're, you're wearing this jacket on the plane. I'm wearing this jacket. I've never she, heard this story. And she's like, oh, she's like, oh, my, my daddy has a barber jacket. And I was like, uh, oh, she's British? I was like, yeah, she's British. And I was like, cool. I was like, I was like, oh, cool. And then like, that was the start of the conversation. If I didn't have a barber jacket, my daddy got BJ. I don't. I think, I think there's a lot of other people that could be wearing a barber jacket that don't end up with the BJ. So you're saying that I need, all I need is a barber jacket to get, <laughs> start getting dome on planes? From strangers. <laughs> I also would go as far as saying you could have been wearing another outfit and maybe still ended so. up at BJ. Yeah, the biggest factor in, which is there was no one sitting between us. That was that's the biggest great. factor. That is the biggest that was, factor. That's huge. There, there wouldn't ha nothing would have happened had there been somebody in between us. I will say you can also talk, obviously. You know like how you're not getting, Yeah, you're not getting that. It's not just... Yeah, it's yeah. not just looks. I'm it's not, not trying just to looks. say... No, of course, just, uh, of course. But the thing is, too, is like we <laughs> meet people. We we have a connection with people, right? Yeah. There's like an energy that you feed off of that you could feel if someone's into you. Yeah, 100%. Right? You know yeah, it. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So whether we... that mean, I met that girl at a bar or we met like wherever. It just so happened it was on a plane, which is a very hard place to meet people. Because yeah. usually people are like, when I'm on a plane, I'm very, I'm very like in my bubble. I got my my noise cancellation headphones. Sure. I'm like doing work, you know. That's amazing. Did you keep the TVs on while you got head? Uh, <laughs> I, it was on Virgin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my, uh, tremendous! Wow, I never knew knew that story. But what makes you not want to enjoy being a hot guy? The hot guy. Is this yeah. like, well, yeah, is this what your notes? Is this what your, the topics are? I took my <laughs> so hand. Checking his hand. Nah. I, I, I said, I will say I when said, he street arts, hot guy. When he pre like prefaced you, he was like, yeah, he's really very, very good looking. <laughs> Yo, That's it, how he describes it. It's so it. weird because this shit's all relative. Like, it's funny because, okay, so like I was, it, you can never talk about the way you look without sounding like a fucking egomaniac. No, so I'm gonna no, preface yeah. that. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, right? some people could talk about the way they look without looking like an egomaniac. Okay, well, I'm gonna, <laughs> I don't, well, I, I'm gonna talk when about When I it. talk about the way I look, no one's like, Sebastian's an egomaniac. I think I look way better now than I looked when I was in like high school, okay. right? Oh yeah, sure. Right, And that's a, a combination of doing things that like are aesthetically pleasing to me and also probably things that would be aesthetically pleasing to uh to attracting females or yeah whoever. or or even not females you know whatever We're, sure you know we talked about that recently um 
So, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my god, my family listens. I told to this. I told Sebastian I was like I mentioned I was queer. He's like, oh, I'm so I'm so proud of you. He's like, I love that for you. He's like, I love that for you. It's so sweet. He really he really meant I, it. I, I, yeah, because I wanted you to feel open, man. Well, what well what a well what an evolution of being a human being that I'm 38 and in my 38th year I'm like oh. I'm fucking I'm identify as like queer, but I also don't identify as that. Like I'll say it, right? Don't tell friends. me I'm your friend. I'll say it on a podcast though. Sure. <laughs> no, sure. but like, I'm not going to go out and I feel like, I feel like the queer thing personally, and this is going to be, this is a hot thing for, you know, this, this, okay. this is the shit that'll get me canceled. Okay. I feel like the queer thing kind of ruined the LGBT thing. Right, because everybody could be. Everybody's a little queer. But I, I just thought I, you're my friend. You told me that you were queer. I just wanted you to make you feel love loved and accepted. Yeah. Especially you, you hear my voice. You've heard. You've heard my past. Oh yeah. yeah. I want to make sure that I you know. know. I love that for you. Oh yeah. I know. And I appreciate that. And I, be, I totally believe in the. I think that the, everyone. It's a spectrum of sexuality. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For fucking sure. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I was. Uh, I was actually having that conversation. Um, so I was having this conversation about with my friend yesterday and he was talking about how he got like this guy tried to take advantage of him when he was like this guy slept over his house when he tried to take advantage of him yeah kicked him out and i was like yeah i had that shit too but i was like 20 22 years old where i was literally working a job like 20 hours right and i was in manhattan irving place and i was like redoing ceiling tiles in this in this uh startup company that was like run by this guy who used to be the vice president of Def Jam, right? Okay. Wow. So yeah, it was like all these rappers were coming in. It was like DMX was in there, like fucking Saigon was in there, executioners. It was crazy. This was amazing. And this was when you were rapping a little bit too? Yeah, but I wasn't like, yeah, I was just course. doing my thing, right? Yeah. So, um, so I'm literally, and I got crazy neck, back and shoulder issues from like a myriad of things. Mm -hmm. And I, I must've been like hurting and I like rubbing my shoulder because the dude's like, I'm a masseuse. And this was like at like one in the morning. And he's like, oh, the, off the my office is right there. And I was like, okay, cool. So I go there and the fucking dude basically starts trying to fucking get with me. Yeah. And like, I've experienced the feeling of being frozen by fear. I probably could have beat the shit out of the guy. I probably could have said no, but I couldn't do it. Yeah. Right? This is a comedy show, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it took me a long time to be able to laugh about it because yeah. I unfortunately, I was so... Um, um, I was so like just traumatized by the whole situation. The guy got my fucking email. Wouldn't give my number. I, I, he got my email, and every time the e the email would come, like every couple months, six months, and I'd just, just be like, "Just when you would relax, if, just if, when I would relax." About it, and I feel so much shame and shit around it. Yeah, I don't care anymore. Like I really don't. I'm actually kind of happy I had that experience. Sure, that doesn't mean that I feel that everyone else should. Like everybody's experiences are different, but like that was a that was a crazy experience for me because and that you held on to it for a long time. Yeah, held on. It took me a, a couple a couple years to get past that. But the thing that's interesting about it was like I've experienced that paralyzing fear. So I'm really like sympathetic to people when they when they express that. They're like, well, why didn't you say anything? What's well, like, I get that. Why sure. didn't I say anything? Yeah. I could have fucking punched the dude in the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when he went to eat my ass, I just pushed it right in my ass. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Steve. Like, you motherfucker. Christ. If you're gonna eat it, eat it good. Like, you motherfucker. <laughs> you have you ever had your ass eaten? All the time. I could never, bro. It's 2022. It's like, I could never. You got you. Well, you got to clean. You got to clean. You, that, you sure know clean. the problem already. You got to clean. I clean. I just don't know. I, I, I literally think the walk from the shower to the bedroom is to, I'll, I'll develop sweat. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll get swamped. I am Shrek. You're Shrek? Well, yeah, I, I, I do. My I live in a swamp and that swamp is my ass. Okay. Oh my so, God. I'm not, I just, I've eaten ass. I just never, I don't think I ever want someone to eat my ass. It feels good. Just tell me it feels good. It feels good. Not great. I think it's a combination of it actually feeling good and the idea of it Ooh, feeling good. I like that too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. and I, I, you know, like you like Phoebe Bridgers, she's like on Twitter being like, yo, ass eating is like the shit. Like, uh -huh. Not the shit actually, but she's like <laughs> ass eating is like, she's all about it. She's like pro and she's, you know, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, cool. Like, great. Like, you know, get that out there. That's amazing. Yeah. Do you have a bidet? Um, no, I don't have a bidet. Interesting. No, I would get a bidet if I was going to be regularly having my ass eaten. I feel like tushy. Yeah, yeah. you got a tushy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tushy. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I guess that's good. European. I don't hey, judge. You want it to be clean. I truly, the older I get, the I judge no one for anything. anything yeah, of like course that. not. Yeah, yeah. I, I, who knows? You like it? I tried a, uh, I tried a butt plug. Yeah. 
Not for me. How, how big was it? It was a beginner one. Like how big? I'll show you after the pot. No, no, no. Show on camera. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it was like it was like a little you like know how thick though, the diameter. Oh, like like this. Oh, like such, like a quarter. You're such a pussy. <laughs> I, I tried he was it. so proud. He was so proud. We're talking like this, bro. Oh yeah, it's no, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no what it's is this. Oh, that's nice. This is a Ralph Lauren decanter. I'm a... But what's in it? Water. Oh. <laughs> we should put alcohol. We should. In we're it. gonna go to. We'll go get some alcohol. Yeah, we'll go get alcohol. Yeah, yeah. We should. It. It's enough is enough. Um, enough is enough. No, but I tried it. It was fuck? vibrating too. Oh, you had a vibrating one. See, that's a little. That's a little bit much for like first time. First time. The person I did it with was very kind and gentle, and like I kept on going. <laughs> you were very proud of yourself that day because I felt like yeah, I tried yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. I, it's rare. When I was eleven, I went on my first upside down roller coaster. It was the same kind of feeling, you yeah. know. It was the same sort of excitement. Yeah. And the whole time I kept on saying, "Are you sure there's no poop?" Because <laughs> it just felt like I was pooping. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I'm not. That used goes to, away though. You does go, it? Yeah, that goes away. Like the first time that you do that, like I, I'm all big proponent of the ass play. And you were about it back in the day. Even I've always you, been about you it. You said that you were openly queer or whatever. I was always about. I it. I know. Yeah, yeah. There's no shame about that. I, I, it's one of the most like erogenous places in your body, and there's this like stigma, especially amongst like straight men, that. Yeah. That there's a part of your body that you could touch that will suddenly make you homosexual if that if that's a bad thing anyway. Sure, sure, but, sure. But once you get used to it, it's just it's it's great. Like you probably started with something a little too big, and the, the vibration is like that's like that would make you feel. I know that feeling. I have one. Yeah. So that's a little bit too much. It's a little bit too much for you. Yeah, it was. I went. Yeah, I remember being like, okay, 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 I'm done. But if you just left one in and you didn't have the vibration on, you would ejaculate very hard. You should try it again. Clip it. <laughs> what is clip? I'm oh, just joking. Like oh, so you guys do this so uh, you guys remember how to cut it? No, 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 no. no, no. no, no I just no, say no, that no. at moments that are He's, so wild that oh. we'll, we would never use as a clip. Oh, <laughs> we, oh, I, oh. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Sneed. Sneed. You got to tell us about the Banksy. I know the story, but people that listen to the podcast don't know the story. Oh. You, can you talk about this? Yeah, I could talk about this. Of the first time I went over your place, I saw your piece, and then I looked over to the left in your apartment, and there was an original Banksy. Yes. So I got into street art in like 2006, and I had a lot of friends that were in that world. Mm -hmm. um, like, you know, Fail, Shepard Fairey, mm -hmm. Judas the Obey Sapine. Guy. Yeah, Judas Sapine. No uh, idea. <laughs> you ever meet Brendan? Well, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 I, yeah. I met your friend, Brendan. Yeah, yeah. Sweetheart, sweetheart. He's the best. Yeah, and um, and probably one of my favorite artists too. And then like, uh, and Anthony Lister was was a friend of mine at the time. Um, and basically, I got really into Banksy, and I I saved up money and bought a Banksy print off of this photographer that I knew. It was an original Queen Victoria Banksy print. I spent like six grand on it. I think I sold it for like eight grand. Like three years later, stupid because it's probably worth like. Two hundred thousand now, like it's oh, crazy. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I actually so had seven Banksy prints, and I sold all of them. I've sold a lot. You know, what, I don't live with regret. No, you I had, 30, I had like thirty-seven Bitcoin. I remember that. Yeah, like I, I don't, I don't care. You man. don't, you live free, That's man. Good. That's I good. I lived. I rolled the dice. That's great. I have a Banksy. That's you part a... of me rolling the dice. Yes. Yeah. So what happened was, I was like, I was really obsessed with Banksy. I, I don't like. Not obsessed like a fanboy, but like I really liked what he was doing at the time. You were an artist who was appreci appreciating another artist. Yeah, and I thought what he was doing was like, was very punk rock, it was very exciting. Um, and he still is, right? So what happened was in 2008, on the third anniversary of Hurricane Katrina, he like, out of nowhere, did 16 pieces in New Orleans. Okay, I saw all of them on the internet and I was like, damn, that's, that's amazing, like, you know, cool. And then about like a week later, um, Hurricane Gustav was happening and they thought it was gonna be Katrina part two mm -hmm. and they evacuated the city this time. So I guess I'm assuming Banksy got evacuated because he did one piece in Alabama and it was um, it was a piece of like a Klan's member being hung, which is like pretty, I, that would not fly now. Um, it barely flew back then actually because every person that I met down there um, was like, every person like, I'll tell you in a second, actually. I was looking at the photos of that piece and I realized it was on an abandoned gas station uh -huh. with 
like metal panels, like yeah. not even cinder block. And I was like, oh shit, it's like, this could be stolen because it doesn't belong to anybody. And basically what I ended up doing was I did a lot of detective work and I figured out where it was. Because someone had mentioned it was near a Home Depot and I found all the Home Depots and I found the highway and I found a gas station on like Google like satellite and I found out where it was. And what I did was I paid a cab driver and wired him money, this guy named Bernard, to go and verify it was still there. Yeah. And it was. So I got my friend Brent to mm -hmm. fly down with me immediately to go down there. So we roll up. Bernard picks us up in the morning. Bernard's this like we DJ cab driver. Like he's, he's, he's dope. So we roll up, right? Uh -huh. We're roll, we're pulling up and there's like a car in the parking lot and I see the Banksy <gasps> and it's sprayed over with black spray paint. Stop. The owner sprayed over it because people were on the property taking photos of it. Yeah. So me and my friend were like, yo, we're still going to take it and try to like get the top layer off. Uh -huh. So let's go before anybody like gets in yet, you know, we'll come back later. So we come back later and it's just all gone. Like he just, ever just took it off, right? I was yeah. like, okay, good. So I go back up to New York with my tail between my legs because everyone that I knew in that street art world that I was just saying was at this party that was at my house that this kid Anthony was throwing. And I was almost the butt of everybody's joke. Like, oh, you thought you were gonna bang Sue, like ha yeah. ha ha, yeah. right? Like what an idiot. Right. And I'm not joking. And this, I, I wasn't drinking at this time. I was, I didn't drink, do drugs till I was in my like 33. Right. So Jesus. I was like 20, I was 24 really? years old. You didn't old. know drugs or anything till you're 33? Nah. I smoked wow. weed like once. Sure. But never, you, right. You and I made up for it a little bit. Yeah, we made up for it a little bit. What did we do? <laughs> no, 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 what no. Did we we do? Nothing, nothing. We just Can't partied remember. a little bit. <laughs> so basically, that party's going on. Uh -huh. I go to sleep and I wake up at like 5 a.m. Okay. And I can't sleep because I keep thinking in my head, I could potentially get one of those ones in New Orleans. There's 16 pieces. Yeah. So I go down, I go down, I have, this is way before, this is my, my apartment I'm in now, but I had like a little tree house thing. It was actually pretty nice, but I took it down. So I went downstairs and I went under that. I and think I've my, seen pictures of your apartment from that era. Yeah, yeah. So I had my, I had my computer uh -huh. and I just started researching. I started looking up the, the photos. And at this time, the website that everyone used for photos was Flickr. Okay. Remember that? Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, and Flickr is more of like a, it's like photo bucket. It's like, just like a place to save your stuff. Kind of yeah. like what iPhoto is now, or yeah, photos. Yeah. Um, and I started searching for Banksy New Orleans. And what I would do is, is I would find you, other people's photos, not Banksy's, because Banksy's got 16 photos on his website. Uh huh. And other people take other photos and I would know because it's a different angle or someone's standing in front of it. Yeah. And next to it in the comments, they maybe write a location. So I was like, okay. So then I, I would print out a map, a Google, the Google street map, right? Yeah. Or, and then I would put like a pin on it, like a fucking detective would in a movie. Yeah. And I started amassing these pins and there was, there was, there was probably like six that weren't accounted for. And of the ones that weren't accounted for, there was two of them that were on wood. That were on that were on abandoned houses, so that for me it was like was meant either one of two things. It meant someone already got them, yeah, or no one's found them. So what I did was is I started looking on Google Street View at the fronts of the houses in the areas where the other pins were, trying to match the facade, the front of the house, with the photo on Banksy's website. Jesus. And then that was Friday, Saturday, and into Sunday. And I'm on the, the street view, literally. I didn't leave the house. I remember yeah. everybody went to uh, the artist uh, Swoon had a big show. Everyone went to it. I stayed and I was on the computer. Yeah. The map got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh -huh. And I remember we had a bunch of my friends over Sunday night, late Sunday night. And I went in a part of the, part of the um, I think it was the Ninth Ward. It was like across this bridge. It was really far east. And I found one of them. And I was like, holy shit, I found it. And the great part about that was that the other piece I hadn't found um, was on a corner. Yeah. So then all I needed to do then was just go to intersections, which made my my, my search much easier. So yes. within two hours, I found the second one. And in, and in that, through that research, um, that one is a boy playing a trumpet. Uh -huh. And there's uh, graffiti on it in black says AJM. What the fuck's that mean? Did Banksy write that? I don't yeah. know. No one knows, right? 
through my research, I found out AJM is the name of a demolition company, meaning that house is slated for demolition. Oh, Jesus. So I didn't have my license on me because I had lost my license and I needed to rent a car. Uh -huh. And I had to literally convince one of my best friends, Mike, to come down with me and my other friend, Brent. Do you ever meet Brent? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah Brent. Yeah, so yeah, Brent yeah. came with the guy from who came to Alabama with me, came again with me. And I told him, I said, listen, if we get one, I'm, I'm sure I'm cutting you guys in on like ownership of this as this gesture. Amazing. So we go down there and we go to the one. It's a uh, you can Google this. It's a uh, a turtle on a door. And instead of the shell, it's like a hard hat, uh -huh. slow reconstruction. I don't know what the, the message is necessarily. Sure. Um, some of the pieces weren't that strong, but some of them were. And basically, we go straight to that one because that's the easiest one to deal with. And we pull up and the fucking door is gone. You can see straight to the back of the house. So I'm just like, fuck. Like, I know that the other one's gone. So that one's on the other side of town. Yeah. So we drive back and I'm like, just like sweating bullets at this point. Cause I've just like spent a lot of money that I didn't have flying three people down on a ticket that I got like that moment. Like it wasn't like sure, yeah, sure, yeah, the sure, worst sure. prices for a flight. Yes. Um, so we go down there and we're rolling up. And lo and behold, it's still sitting there. Oh. So the first thing we do is we we packed a, a, a circular saw with a battery. Uh-huh. We get out, and this is in Treme. So it's like, it's not the hood, right? It's mm -hmm. like a nice neighborhood. Yeah. Um, we get out and we go up and we like turn, we're gonna cut it out. Just cut it the fuck out. And we turn on the thing, and it was like gunshots went off. It was so loud. The ricochet of that saw. Yeah. Like I knew that we would have been kicked out of there within 10 seconds by someone. Like, what like the fuck are you doing? Get the fuck out of here. Sure, sure, sure. Because nobody knew in that neighborhood knew what that was. It didn't mean anything to anybody. Street art purists that are like, you still street art. Like, I've had to deal with that. Um, they'll be like, oh, you can't steal street art. It's like, you can't put up street art. It's illegal. Like, yeah. like what are we talking about? All right. So we would have been kicked out of there. But no one even, by the way, no one knew what that piece was. No one knew who Banksy was at that time. No sure. one cared. Yeah. Right? And the piece we had is a boy playing the trumpet in the face of the hurricane. And, and like the water drops are going backwards. Uh -huh. And by the time we got there, Gustav had already happened. So some of the paint um, had chipped off because the, the paint that was painted over it was already flaked off. Banksy's paint was fine, but the, yeah. we painted over stuff that was going to fall off anyway. Yeah, yeah. So... We run back in the car and we're like, we're like shaking. We're like, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Uh, so I was like, all right, listen, let's go in, sneak in from the back and just evaluate what we got here. So we go in and I'll never forget, it was like a burned down house. No one had lived in there for a while, at least like four years, definitely since Katrina. I would say probably maybe Katrina, but it was burned down. So maybe it's before that. Sure. I don't know. I never seen a, like a half burned little Romeo poster. Amazing. <laughs> right? Yeah. Master P. Um, about it. So we're in there and we decide we're going to take it off from the inside out. We're not going to cut it. We're going to preserve the canvas, if you will. Yeah. It was in a shotgun style house, which I learned mean? through my research is a two family home, right? On the same, the same house, two doors and it's split in the middle. Probably a very small house, actually. Oh, uh, yeah. A lot of Staten Island has those. Okay. Like yeah. right in the middle, it's like divided. Yes. Yeah, so, like families live, like yeah. all parents and kids. And yeah, 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 yeah. So basically the 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 canvas, if you will, then, because if you think about it, it the doors are like this, and then you got these little windows next to it. Mm -hmm. So under that, it's almost like a long piece, and then above it, it goes up. So it's almost like an upside down T, but like a fat upside down T. Sure. And we start taking it off. And Brent, my friend Brent is, is MacGyver. I've ne there's not one person that's ever come close to what Brent can do. I've seen Brent build the most, ins like anything you need done, he can do it. And he's like, I got this. He's Austrian. He's like, I got this, mate. <laughs> All right. So I'm chilling and I'm just keeping a lookout at this point because we're making a little bit of noise, right? Mm -hmm. And we put stuff behind it so that as we took the stuff out and we were ready to take it down, there wouldn't be a gaping hole. And I'll never forget this. And this is something that I've thought about a lot and I don't actually understand this. I believe that there's like a power in the eyes. There's an energy emanating from people's eyes that we're not aware. There's another, you know, there's like multiple senses, like what, six senses, five oh, senses. I thought that was five. It's five, right? So I think that there's more senses that we just don't have a language for yet. 
that oh, we, okay. that, right? So sites plus. So I'm looking out of this hole. Uh huh. And like this is the front of the building, and then on the left side is the intersection of where the right. Sure. And this car pulls past, and I'm staring at the back of this woman's head at a stop sign. I'm staring at her, uh-huh. and I swear to God, she turns around. And her eye looks and locks with my eye and she goes and drives away. I could not, I can't, like even when I'm saying this to you, it sounds like a bunch of bullshit, but I witnessed it. Okay. And I'm like, look, I got got chills and it's not because you turned the AC on. Who's this woman? I have no idea. And so you think you just were able to to be like, I'm doing something here and communicate that and be like, you got to keep moving. It wasn't even, I wasn't saying you got to keep moving. I was just like, I was staring at the back of her head. Like I was looking at anybody. There wasn't that many people yeah, walking yeah. by. Yeah. So anybody that walked by, I was staring for any any little notice that they noticed us. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was making sure that this person didn't hear anything and turn around. Maybe she heard something. I don't know. But the fact that she found this little hole with my eye and looked yeah. at it and was freaked out. I don't understand it. To this day, I don't understand it. Jesus. Make a long story short. We take down the pieces, uh-huh. right? And we um, get them in the back of the car that we rented. We go to a, a parking lot. Brent packs it, flat packs it, and we ship it via UPS, like 600 bucks. Get it a week. Scary. Get That's it a, a scary ship. Not when Brent packs it. Oh, yeah. If yeah, I yeah. packed it. Oh, he took like foam, like this like blue foam, that you, and he put it in the parts that the art wasn't, and he stacked it on top of each other. Oh. It was genius. Yeah, the way so he there did would it be no rubbing. No, nothing to, yeah. was rubbing at all. And if it was rubbing, it was on the wood part where there was no art. Amazing. Genius. So we get the piece back and it's in my apartment. And this is at the end of September, 2008. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. And it's in my apartment laying down in slats. And now I'm the fucking hero. All the people that were talking shit and making fun of me now are like, yo, you you did it. Like, oh my God, like sure. this is crazy. Look who's and that was, now. And that was a big deal in, in that community back then. That was a big deal back then. Now? That's like getting a Basquiat. Like, sure. Yeah, yeah. In yeah, 20 yeah. years, like in 2028, the end of the street art movement is about 2008. Uh-huh. And my friend, Brendan's friends with the head of the MoMA. And he's like, don't sell it. After 20 years after a movement's peaked, we'll, they usually, museums will start doing retrospectives. And that's when prices go through the roof. Oh. So I refuse to sell it. I don't want to sell it anyway. Is it going to be hard to authenticate? Like, make it. It's not going to be hard to authenticate, especially with. Uh, I feel like you can fake those so easily. What about what the dude? I got the video of us taking it down. I archived, oh, I archived his website. Smart. I archived his website. Look, he's thinking ahead. Yeah, that was I, smart. I mean, I, yeah, you were doing all website. this work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah, might yeah. as well cover your tracks. So I got this piece in my apartment on the ground, right? Uh, October first, October second. All of a the sudden, there's a pop up art show in the West Village called the Village Pet Store and Charcoal Grill. And it was kind of a commentary on um, animal rights. It was a Banksy show. Oh. Without his, without his name on it. The reason why he did that is because he did a show in LA that really kind of put him on the map in America uh-huh. that had a painted elephant. And it was, I think it was called the elephant in the room. I mean, there was other pieces, yeah, yeah. but it was a real elephant. It was painted like pink and it matched the wallpaper with like gold, like almost looked like a Louis Vuitton kind of pattern. Sure, sure, sure. And he got a lot of shit for that because it was like, you don't, pay, you don't paint an animal nowadays, uh, right? So he did this really cool show that was a pop-up out of nowhere. So, okay, so we went to go see it. It's a reaction to his last piece, his last show. Yeah, we wanted to go see anyway. I mean, yeah, I'm a yeah. Banksy fan. And by the way, I'm on the phone with Frank, my friend, who's a filmmaker. Uh-huh. Who we spoke of earlier. Yeah, so Frank, his name's Frank Henenlotter. He's a, a cult horror. Oh, no, we didn't speak of him before. Oh, oh he, cult yes. horror comedy director. He did Basket Case, Basket Frankie Case. Hooker, Brain Damage, Bad Biology. So which my parents I, love those movies. They said they were so campy and fun. Yeah, and, and back in the day, it was, like, the day yeah. it was like a big thing that like people of my parents' age, they would get together and they, these they were like corny and cheesy and yeah. fun. It's very self-aware, these movies. It's cheesy if you don't actually... The more film intelligent you are, it's actually not that cheesy. Uh-huh, but it, I mean, if you're not, if you're not aware of like the references and like the awareness of it, yeah, yeah, it's just cheesy. Sure, it's 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 commentating on what's ha- on other pieces. It's it's yeah, it's very it's actually very intelligent. When I first saw it, my I cousin's thought the favorite same. movie. 
really? Basket Case. There's a lot. John Stewart. Still have John Stewart's favorite movie. Oh, really? There's a dude. A lot yeah. of people. Prince yeah. Paul from De La Soul, like the producer. So, anyways, <laughs> make a long story short. I'm on the phone, out of breath, at New Orleans airport, and I'm like, telling Frank about the story. Yeah. Like, yeah he knows yeah, who yeah. Banksy is because I was talking about him a bunch. Yeah, sure. yeah. This was your mentor and, for a while. And he's like, you talk to him every day. I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, this is a movie. And he's like, before I could say it, he's like, this sounds like pages from a movie. Yeah. So we decided we're gonna make a movie about this at some point. Amazing. And you did. We did. We did. Yeah. We're actually. I'm getting it rescanned now. At Amazing. Six, at six K, we're gonna do. It, we're gonna put it out. So my 25th birthday, October 11, 2008. Okay. We're at Sweetwater <clears throat> on my block, North Six. Of course. Which I've been to a million times. Of course. I've got about 16 people there. Frank's there. Yeah. Brent's yeah. there. Mike's there. You got a table. They love you there. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. So the guy, Anthony, that I used to be friends with, the artist, he comes late and he's like, when he comes in, he's like a real, he's like a real cool guy, right? So I saw him look like he saw a ghost and he's like, come outside. I'm like, what? I'm like, whoa, what's going on? He's like, I just met Banksy. And I was like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. I thought he was fucking with me. Of yeah, course. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah, how? But you know, he's in New York City right now. Yeah, I mean, that because makes sense. Because of the West Village. Yeah. That yeah, made yeah. sense. So I go, how? And he goes, he's hanging out with Judas Sapine, my friend Brendan. Yeah. And I wasn't really close to Brendan back then. Sure, 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 sure. And it made sense because Brendan had done stuff with Banksy in like 2004. He did like the Santa's Ghetto show that Banksy put on, the Bethlehem uh -huh. Wall, all that stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, crazy. And he goes, he's coming to your party. <laughs> your birthday party. I'm like, what party? He's like, the one we're having in your house. And I'm like, oh my God. So I go back in looking like I saw a ghost. Frank's like, what's up? And I'm like, uh, uh. I, I don't ever get like that. I never get like that. Yeah, yeah. I got, there was a, there was a lot of reasons why I got like that. Aside yeah, from somebody yeah. that you're not supposed to know who he is. Yeah. And he's coming to your fucking house. Yeah. And then you got a fucking 12 foot long by six foot, seven foot tall piece. That he did yeah, yeah. 1500 miles away a month ago in your house in Brooklyn. So the plan was they were gonna they, they were gonna leave Anthony and someone else and Brent were gonna leave my house early and go debanksy my house because I had the I had the, the print, uh -huh. I had that piece, and I had the book that like every college kid had. You didn't want to look like a, su a super fan. Well, you look more than that. You stole one of its pieces. Well, I just didn't want him to know any, that we knew anything. Sure. sure. Oh, the, even he's who just he going was. to a regular party. Yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah. So, okay. Because so, he doesn't introduce himself as he, he or she. I don't want to assume. Not at all. No, he does not introduce himself as Banksy. Basically, we go back to my house. A party ensues, and about forty-five minutes after we get back, these four British guys in their like mid-forties come in, and it's like so obvious, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's an entourage. It's like a crew, right? Sure. One of the guys, I'm assuming, is named is Turtle. I'm sorry. With the hard hat on. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> that was a callback. You taught me that in improv. Coaching. Of course. Okay. Of course, of course. So basically, <laughs> that was a Jerry Ferrara reference. Yeah, I think, was, more than anything. Yeah. <laughs> that show sucked. It oh was good at the yeah. Time. It was good at the time, and I hated that song until I realized it was a Jane's Addiction song. A Jane's Addiction song, and I was like, oh, I, I like Jane's Addiction. And then you liked it. And then I liked it. Yeah, you suck. <laughs> I hate that that mini story you just told. No, 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 no. I started listening to that album and I was like, oh, you know what? I actually like it in this context. Uh, but seeing with those visuals, it was just not Hollywood Boulevard. They were like, my mind a bitty people and the memory you overflow. I want to be your superhero. How do we make sex in the city for guys? That's what it was. That's yeah. what it was. Made okay. in New York is a better version of that show. I need to watch it. Oh uh, yeah, it's about fashion. It's pretty cool. Um, How about what? Fashion. Okay. Cool, cool. Cool. I'll check it. So these so four, four British, British guys, guys walk and into one your of apartment. them is presumably Banksy. Yes. The exactly. apartment that we spoke of earlier that I showered naked in the jacuzzi every day. I've still I've been in the same apartment since January first, two thousand eight. Beautiful. Okay. Except when I went to school, I went to film school in LA for two years, but I still saw it. I missed you every day that you were gone. I missed you too. So basically. I'm back, we're there, these guys come in. And it's the weirdest thing because we're not supposed to know he's Banksy, yeah, right? But he knows who Frank is. And he's a fan of his of his films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And their entourage, like one of the guys in their in their crew is like got a son that's in the film and like, they're like, yo, can like my my son in like be on one of your films? You know, that kind of thing. And like they start, sure. it was the weirdest thing. So the drunker they get, 
They're playing. They took over my iTunes at the time. As iTunes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and let Banksy take over the, the aux cord. And they're playing. <laughs> they're basically playing like all Britpop. So like Blur, you know. Uh, okay. Uh, I don't even think they played Oasis, but they. I remember this. The one guy who's in the British SS, I guess that's like their Navy SEALs, I uh -huh. believe. I, and I would assume he's kind of like their strong arm muscle. Sure. Right? I mean, don't quote me, but that's what I'm assuming. This is all. Of course. He, We're not quoting you on the, any the, of this. The, the drunker they get, the more things that they're revealing. So they revealed one thing. They were like, yeah, like last time we were here, like we flew to go see a Bast show. Now, Bast is an artist that who's like this with Banksy. Uh, he just passed away recently. Uh -huh. Rest in peace, Mike. Um, great artist and was super tight with Banksy. But what 45-year-old men flies across to another country to go see a fucking street art show by Bast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. so that's one thing. The other thing was, was the British, the, the SS guy, is he was like, he played, he put on London Calling. Uh -huh. Right, of course, and he's like, he's like, hey man, you see that album cover over there? He's like, he's like, you know, this street artist, he's like, this well-known street artist, and like next month's gonna do a piece, and it's gonna be like a bouquet of flowers instead of the, the the bass guitar. Oh, and I was like, oh my god, it's a fucking Banksy, and I looked for that piece like, for the next year, and didn't I never saw it. Uh huh. And then like a year later, it was they changed it. It was that piece, but it was with an office chair, which uh. was which was. Way better because he already did the bouquet of flowers thing. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. And the office chair is so much smarter. So that was another thing. And meanwhile, they're five feet away from a fucking Banksy piece from New Orleans that's no standing idea. up with canvas on over it. Wow. That and that. Do you and, know which one was Banksy? I yeah. There was yeah, there was one guy and he looked like the guy from the photos that were like taken of him early on. He had glasses on. He yeah. like. He kind of dressed like, uh, sorry, Banksy's never going to hear this. So it doesn't fucking matter. He might. We have a wide listener. Yeah, millions. He got, by the way, he got left behind. His boys all left and he got left behind the house and he, they were fucking hammered. Oh, I, had really? to, like, I almost had to carry the guy out, fucking Banksy, into the hallway. Banksy almost crashed on your couch. Almost. <laughs> I, almost. I'm not even joking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost. Yeah. And here's the funny thing. So, you know, I got really close with Brendan. Uh-huh. Um, he's like family to me, right? Like yeah, I, yeah. I I I love Brendan. And Brendan, I asked, I got the ball. When once we got to a place where we were, I was, I knew that I could ask him something like that. Cause I just wasn't, I never was a hundred percent sure that it was. I need sure. him to verify it. Sure, sure. So I go, Brendan, I go, I go, I go, I remember where I was too, where it was like he came to see one of my shitty improv shows at like one at like on on us, like First Avenue or something like that. Upstairs. Oh, uh, okay club thing and, he, and brendan's and i go brendan i go did i ever meet banksy and he's like no and i was like what i was like are you sure i'm like my birth my 25th birthday he was doing this the show he came over and he's like oh that was your place he's like oh yeah 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 definitely and i was like oh, wow shit. I was like, oh shit yeah yeah wow and then we ended up making the movie about it do you think he knows the movie exists yeah i'm sure he does yeah, yeah. but 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 they don't you know he doesn't. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. That I got the, the footage, the security footage of him, though, of at the apartments. Yeah. Do no, you I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> ah, no, who knows what to believe no, now? I, you got to You got to tag Banksy now. Ah, like, we got to like, tag Banksy. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's the whole. Probably most. I mean, you know, everything's speculative with him. Of course. I mean, listen, my friend. I was talking. This to is my, a comedy podcast. Remember, who knows? I was yeah, actually yeah, talking yeah, to my yeah. friend. Pat, who's in uh, the art collective Fail, is two guys. Um, they're amazing. Like one of my favorite uh, 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 artists, I, artists, but like they're two guys. And um, they, and I remember they were doing a show at the same gallery, uh, Lazaridis in the UK, uh -huh. Banksy's old gallery. And while he was, while they had this extra studio that they let my my friend at the time, Anthony, use, and. Banksy stored the one of the pieces there. It was a um, a dolphin like that you put a quarter in and you ride on it, mm -hmm. but it had like a net on it. Oh, right. Like uh, so we were all taking photos with that. I got photos of me in that piece. Uh, but but Patrick told me that they had a fall. Him and Banksy had a falling out because what happened was they were setting up for that show, and of course they knew about it because they were friends, and they had an intern working for them, and the intern went over there and like kind of like didn't keep his cool and like they were like how did you know about this and he, and he kind of like blew the oh that sucks uh, yeah yeah so anyways make a long story short we made the, that movie about this thing uh, and um a lot of ucb people in it too yeah and where can one, people find it except one plug ucb it? person oh yeah you you weren't even on the scene yet i know you really were <laughs> no i know i know you came I know. up fast as fuck yeah it was funny you came up really fast yeah yeah what can i say i was a funny dude
Yeah, yeah, this kid likes me too much. <laughs> where can people find it? Where can people find it? Yeah, where can people find it? Do you want people to watch that? Did you watch it short? Yeah, what do you want to Do you want to plug it? Swipe? Yeah, Swipe is mad good, bro. Swipe's great, yeah. Swipe, I secretly put up on my website. I didn't publicly release it just because it's Yeah, I made him watch it. It was great. It was great. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, 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 yeah. People... There's, you know what I've learned too, that there's movies that play really like well on your own, but there's movies that play good with an audience. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. That's you, a good audience movie. It's a good audience movie. Yeah, like yeah. Frank's movies, like don't watch, like the movie that I acted in that he did, Bad uh-huh. Biology, don't watch it by yourself. Yeah, yeah, Watch yeah. it with an audience because- Rocky Horror kind of, it's a vibe, people yeah, yelling. Yeah, yeah. There's fucked up shit in it. And when you realize that you can laugh at that, you're like, okay, cool. Like they, this is this kind of movie. Sure. Um. And anyways, don't even look, watch Bad Biology because uh, they're doing a, a restoration of it and it's coming out. That's like amazing. Later on in the year. Yeah. And we're doing a restoration of the Banksy film. And I we're changing this. the title actually to, it was called Chasing Banksy. We're changing it back to the original, which is The Art Thieves. The Art Thieves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more like a porn title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right to the point. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. We didn't even get to talk about how you fucked the, uh, the person on the cover of the Blink-182 album. The oh, time's up, but we didn't even get oh. to talk about that. I'll just leave that there as a teaser oh, for the yeah, next time come you come on. on. Uh. Is that allowed to be out in the world? Janine? Fucking, fucking Janine! <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not a big deal. It's a big deal, bro. It's a big deal. When you were 12. Yeah. I'm still 12 at heart. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still, that cover is iconic. It is iconic. But yeah, yeah, we didn't even get to talk about that. You go, what, Janine? <laughs> That's amazing. When you told me that, I remember I'm like, this dude's special. It was funny because like like I said, like Sebastian, if we're going British, knows how to take the piss. Like he knows how to fuck with like like he yeah. knows how to call me out on my bullshit. Uh-huh. He's straight like he's not a straight man, but when it comes to like in comedy, yeah, but yeah. like he always straight man. He can frame you. Yes. Fucking like call me out on my shit. But when I said that, the gears stopped turning for a second. And I saw the little <laughs> hamster in there, and like wondering what to do. He's like, "Do I make fun of you? Do I, do I like salute yeah. you? What do I do? Yeah. What do I do? I don't know." The little this guy go. Yeah, I had no idea what to do. You didn't know what to do. You because were like, the little boy came out. How many times did you masturbate over that? So many times. <laughs> Is it crazy that I've masturbated over a woman that you fucked? No, it's not that crazy. No, it's not that crazy. I don't think so. I mean, hot privilege. This is hot privilege. <laughs> this is hot privilege. I'm jerking off when you're fucking her, and we're all listening along. <laughs> and you're just standing in the jacuzzi. And I'm just standing in the jacuzzi. Like copper tone, baby. Oh, my God. Yeah. When you told me that, it was early on you told me that, I remember. Because I, I used to go over to Steve's house, like, every day. For yeah. For, like, a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. It was like you and I were inseparable yeah. for, like, a little minute. And then you left for L.A., Missed you so much. Uh, I remember he called me and he was like, yeah, my boy Snee's going to be back in New York. Oh. I remember. Yeah, He's like, I'm yeah. excited. But now you've just been going away every every month. You're gone every time I talk to you. Yeah, I'm mostly in, on the reservation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Shoot. let me know. I want to come down. I'm going to be down there. I'm, dude, I'm doing a fucking pan. Uh, you, know what I'll, you know what I'll plug? Yeah, plug it. Yeah. Should I plug this? No. I, I'm wondering, cause do I want people that are going to this to know about this podcast? No, we'll plug it. Who cares? Um, I'm doing a panel on the 22nd in Cherokee uh-huh. um, with a bunch of filmmakers, uh, indigenous filmmakers. So it's 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 going to be really cool. It's um, uh, my friend Pishon Bread. She's mm-hmm. amazing filmmaker, like producer. Um, uh, uh, Kelly Gonzalez and Britt Hansel. They did a film that played Sundance this year. Um, that's, that's really, I, I was really emotionally moved by, I, and it's, it's a really cool, uh, piece about like Cherokee and like, being Cherokee. Yeah. And, um, and then Sterling Harjo who created Res- reservation dogs. Yeah. So we're doing Amazing. a, pa- we're doing a panel yeah, together. Yeah. We're doing a panel together and we're also, sh- I'm showing swipe and I'm showing my new film stripper. Oh, amazing. I haven't seen your new film. You haven't? No, oh, I'll send it to you. Send cool. it to me. I'll watch yeah, it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So can people watch that online, this panel or only in person? Uh, only in person. So if you're in North Carolina near Asheville, they got tickets. You could go. There we go. I love that. I love that. Um, Robbie, anything that you want to plug? No, just keep listening to loud about nothing. Follow the TikTok. follow the YouTube, follow us on Instagram. This is amazing. Oh yeah. And we have shows, uh, July 22nd and August 19th. New York is phenomenal. August 5th. We're in Philly. Philly is phenomenal. And then August 12th and 13th. 
will be in Rhode Island. Uh, yeah, come out to the shows. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? What's okay. Of course. Well, let's do a little comedy lesson really, really fast. Okay. 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 So you're saying, what do you want to plug, right? And then we yeah. had the connection of you with the butt plug okay. thing from earlier. Okay. What would you do to make it funny? I want to. I want to see how you. I'm going to see how you break this down. Well, how would Smash, I? you got anything to plug today? Besides myself. <laughs> See, it was your I already didn't like that. It was your delivery, too. Yeah, it was I, a delivery. Here's the thing. I don't know how to say funny things. Yeah, I know, know how, how to say to things say funny. funny. Oh, okay. Mm. That's true. I don't know. My jokes That's are bad. Yeah, sometimes they're fine. Yeah. But, like, I know how to say things funny. It's the how. Also, it's how you do it. You yes. make connections very quickly. My brain works. Don't tell the audience that. We yeah. like to, like, like he was saying, your brain works very quickly. It's better when you think he's, like, Molasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that when it's fashion? Whoa. That's what you like. Yeah. You like a slow guy. <laughs> you like the slow guy. Anthony Sneed showed our drug dealer time to, uh, to, uh, never mind. To <laughs> <laughs> I showed, I showed, I showed, no, I'm going to say this. Yeah. I showed drug dealer time uh -huh. to a drug dealer. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and the funniest part about it was as it's going through. So, so how does that bit go? It goes, well, it's not a bit, but it's, it's a thing you're saying. It's something like, Go ahead, Robert. You know better than me, probably. What you go, you, you go, you go, you go, five, you go five, you go five minutes it's is an hour. It's like it's like, it's yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, half yeah. an hour. Yeah, yeah. Fifteen minutes is an hour. Yeah. You go and you go an hour, and you're like, it's tomorrow. So as this guy's watching it, when it gets to that last one, he goes tomorrow. He guessed it immediately. A hundred percent. He, he, he knows. thought it was the funniest thing, and he showed it to everybody. Really? I love that. Drug dealers around Brooklyn are circulating our videos. <laughs> we love this We're shit. We're big on the drug yeah. dealer scene. Hey, that's what I'm that's saying. That's what we want to be. That's what we want to be. Yeah, yeah. I don't want the I don't want their numbers. I want them to have my number. This is by the way, this, was this a weird show? No, 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 what? no. No, this was amazing. No, no, I no, no. But for like we've really covered the gamut of like serious and funny and like that's what we try to do Isn't every that episode, beautiful? baby. That's that, I mean, that's what comedy really is, anyways, right? It's an experience. Yeah. All I all I wanted, all I want. All I can ask for for a guest is they show themselves. Oh, great! And that's yeah. all. The, you're yeah. beautiful at that. Yeah, I, yeah, no filter, which is hundred percent a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing as long as you stay truthful to who you are. You guys got the tip of the iceberg. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could only handle the tip. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Robbie. Hit the fucking coming. music. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs>